You're listening to the best of Real Presence Live. We now bring you a straight talk call-in segment with Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. Please, no calls today. We'll return to taking your straight talk calls on Monday. This is Straight Talk Live. Mark Cheney along with Father Nick Nelson. I want to give you a phone number that I want you to put down. In fact, I just want you to program this in your speed dial and call us right now. 877-795-0122. Yes, that is our studio number. And uh, please, uh, if you've got questions and uh, uh, things that you want to talk about, we are here. Uh, we're excited about uh, our program this morning at Straight Talk Live. Opportunity to share questions, comments about uh, your faith, things that might be happening around our world. Um, Tammy, so question. we can uh, we can t- we can talk about it. Father, let's open up our program. Yeah, you know, um, I love especially listening uh, in the afternoon to Dr. David Anders. So I, I feel like I'm going to try to. Um, get my inner Dr. David Anders going this morning, and we'll see. But I'm um, looking forward to seeing if we can answer some questions of some people. In the studio today, we have uh, Mrs. Tammy Palmer um, from Cook, Minnesota. So, Tammy, what, what is, what's your question? What do you, what do you have for us? Father, my question for you is, what more can we do to support and love our priests? Tammy asked, what more can she and we, she said, uh, presuming the laity, do to support their priests? Um, It's a very good question. Uh, For me, I think it's just allowing us to be more and more a part of your lives. Um, Bringing us over to your houses, um, to be, you know, giving the priests the schedule to your softball games, soccer games, hockey games. Um, I've just noticed in the six years that I've been a priest, uh, one of my uh, true blessings I didn't really realize is, or roles, is just as a cheerleader, <laughs> mainly just to uh, be there to cheer people on, cheer the families on, husbands, wives on, in, in their vocations, their vocations to uh, to holiness, and let the Lord know, or let them know what God has desires um, for them. And I would say most priests do want to be a part of uh, people's lives, and so just to in- invite them into your lives and uh, um, Tammy here, um, I know Tammy well. She's been really good about that. And uh, as a as a priest living by myself, you know, obviously I don't put in the effort to cook for myself every night. And so, uh, at least once or twice a week, Tammy will come the following day with leftovers from the night before, and those are always great to heat up. And so I get a good meal, even though I don't have to um, cook for myself. So, um, so. And an answer to Tammy's question, Tammy, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, well, we you. all love you very much, Father Nick. And my other second question is, is it appropriate to hug a priest to show affection and love? Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe it is, you know, at, at times and um, for sure. Um, for the most part, priests, you know, are going to be more more restrained in um, showing that affection uh, towards others. Um, but for the laity to, to reach out to a priest and a hug every once in a while, depending on the relationship, can yeah be appropriate. And so, you know, there's the 
um, sometimes simple just you know shoulder kind of hug and uh, arm around the shoulder and that that's sometimes is sufficient to show uh, their compassion and care um, for the priest so thank you Tammy for thank your you father God yeah. bless you yeah. a couple of great questions kind of the showing the human correct impact in our world today and how we can minister to each other and still uh, be a very vital and impactive part of our, our church. Our number, again, 877-795-0122, or you can reach out to us on the uh, social media platform of Facebook. Uh, you can uh, send us a note there and uh, ask us a question there. Whatever's on your mind this morning, a couple of topics that we can we can talk about. Pope Francis has been very busy as he uh, says he hopes to plant seeds of peace that will bear fruit in Africa. And uh, I guess the, the more importantly part of that or more important part of that 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 particular thought is how you know how how have our listeners seen those seeds grow in peace in our own community yeah i mean peacemakers we are called to be peacemakers and i think even in in our own way in our own homes and and communities and parishes uh our fallen nature you know, sometimes we, we tend towards gossip or cutting others down or sarcasm. And uh, to see ourselves as peacemakers can be simply just to, to bring truth into conversations, goodness, and and to build others up and to speak well about others and um, not always to, to be sarcastic or, or, or gossipy. And, and so Pope Francis saying that the seeds of peace bearing fruit in uh, Africa, but, you know, we need peace everywhere. And every person can do that, just starting in their own heart and... Uh, being peacemakers, think of themselves intentionally as that as we go into situations, as we, we go into gatherings, as we go into um, times with others, that we want to be peacemakers, and uh, that's what the Lord calls us to. And that's sometimes difficult uh, at times, um, as we see, at least personally in, in, in my life right now, uh, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of folks that are aging Mm -hmm. and they're getting more and more frustrating as they become older and uh, they you know are are trying to accept the changes as they age in their society and Mm -hmm. as they age and what they have to do and you see that frustration coming out and anger and hatred and it's so difficult because you still want to respect the elders but yet guide them into a path of more righteousness and acceptance to you know what what they're going through and uh, i do it a lot through prayer in that that aspect and uh i think that's where our faith is so helpful is that we actually believe growing older and um the suffering and pain actually is redemptive and uh even to uh, those who are getting older and you know maybe can't uh, golf like they wanted to or um, do other things i like to to encourage them to think about the resurrection and we see in christ's resurrection you know characteristics about his glorious glorified body and one of them is is uh termed agility so much so that our our soul is so conformed to our body our body is so responsive to our soul um, in heaven in eternity that our body will do exactly what our soul wants so you want to dunk a basketball we'll be able to dunk a basketball um, all these things and, and so to help our older people you know those who are uh, getting older and, and frail uh, to think about heaven to think about that glorified body and uh, uh, those special characteristics and then as well to realize what you're going through now is redemptive 
if we accept it, if we offer it up to the Lord. It helps redeem ourselves, our loved ones, and redeem the world. Our number this morning, 877-795-0122. And on the phone from Fargo, Nathan has a question about career advice. Good morning, Nathan. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please, don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again Monday during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Good morning, Nathan. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. How are you today? Hey, very good. Hey, got a a quick question, kind of a career advice sort of question. Yeah. Um, I want to always continue to follow Jesus, and I obviously have a secular job. Um, I used to do ministry work. Uh, in the past, and so I'm always kind of torn between, you know, what is it that I should do? Should I continue doing the secular thing, or am I giving up on Jesus to, you know, not do more intentional ministry-type work, but yet, you know, my current job is is good for my vocation and providing for the needs of my family, etc., so I'm kind of torn there, and I kind of have these mental conversations with myself about, am I really following Jesus, or am I taking an easy way out? Uh, so just some career advice to kind of, um, you know, what, what things should I be doing to either put my mind at ease or maybe to, you know, have the confidence and not be driven by fear and be willing to jump out into the deep again? Yeah, very good question, Nathan. Uh, I appreciate it, and I know many people have kind of the same thoughts and, and um, uh, questions. And I, I think it's important to, to first, yeah, is to that simple phrase, maybe it's cliche, but, you know, grow where you're planted. And uh, I think sometimes, and maybe this isn't exactly what you're you're getting at, but like there's some, some men, I think, that think that to be the fullness of man, you know, in the Catholic Church, they need to become a, a deacon and um, be ordained a deacon. And that's not necessarily true. Um, to be fully man is to, to be who God has called you to be in uh, your vocation that way. And so I think you mentioned you a family and so wife and kids. And um, so to do that the best you can, one of the professors I had in, in seminary, he said one of the greatest testimonies and witnesses to the Catholic faith is a, a man or a woman who's on the top of their profession and a faithful Catholic. Because it shows that you can be excellent, you know, at a particular job, career, um, whatever that is, and be Catholic. It's a great testament to to what we believe. And so th- those are some things I would share with you, but in your prayer, you know, and uh, to, to bring these things to prayer, and where the Lord gives you that, that kind of peace um, when, you, when you bring these to him, you know, will show you also where he's leading. Because he may ask you, he may be asking you how to do more in your parish, um, even possibly as a deacon, so to speak. But um, do what, you're called to first very, very well, and uh, through your prayer, you know, discern others. So I hope that helps, Nathan. That answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Thank you thank very you much. Just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're very welcome. Thank Thanks. you, Nathan. Again, our number, 877-795-0122. This is our Straight Talk segment of our program this morning. You are uh, joined here by Father Nick Nelson. I am your host, Mark Cheney. We are coming to you from Tower, Minnesota. It is just a glorious day to uh, to be here with you on the radio. 
Um, we have another caller. Looks like Barb from Bismarck coming on the line here. We'll get to Barb in just a moment. And uh, that was an interesting question about how our careers and how our uh, how you know our God how God works in what will you know he plays in in our lives and how he pulls at our shoestrings and and guides us but yet still gives us free will yes he does and that's one of the more the more difficult things it's easy to choose okay should i you know hit someone or not hit them you know uh between good and evil it's more difficult to choose okay between goods what's the greater good what does god call me to and that's where we need uh to be discerning you know we need to be involved in the sacraments we need to be praying we need to be truly uh, open what the the Lord wants, uh, and it be in a state of grace, and and then we can judge more and more that our desires and thoughts are truly of the Lord, and not just my own ego and what I want. And I think our human side to to that is that willingness to put it in God's hands, yeah. to to just say, all right, where where do you want me? Yeah, we got to trust. That's what yes. it's all about. We have Barb this morning from Bismarck, and uh, Barb has got a question. What's the best way to approach to talk to family members who are fallen away from the church? Um, good morning, Barb. Good morning, Father. How are you? I'm very good, Barb. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. What's your question today? Yeah. Well, my question is really just how do you approach family members who um, have either fallen away from their faith or who have just either become even become just lukewarm in their faith, too? What's the best way to just open up conversation or just show them that you know where they're at, but you want to help them along? Or I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, okay. you, you may be surprised, but uh, you're not the, the only one with that question or that, um, <laughs> that, 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 that desire. And it, it is a beautiful desire that, um, first of all, I always like to say there. That's where that beatitude, blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. That there's a there's a blessedness to to mourning the fact that you know our our loved ones aren't in the church, they're not receiving the sacraments. Um, that their their salvation is in jeopardy. You know, it's a great because you have that faith, you are blessed. The Lord say. Um, and so he wants you to experience even peace within that. And so that's beautiful because many people, unfortunately, even some Catholics, they'll say, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what my children or grandchildren are doing. But the fact that we mourn that, the fact that you mourn that, there's a blessedness to that and to find that peace in there. But just some, you know, some practical things is, um, you know, to, to, depends on your relationship, obviously, and you have to build up that relationship so that they will know that what you're saying to them, what you're, you're sharing with them is out of love, out of love mm -hmm. for them. Also, the fact, some people think that, you know, we have to have, you know, the, the exact syllogism and the 10-point the argument and be able to say it totally eloquently, you know, and, and that's just not the case. A lot of it is, is the fact that you, you're willing to share your faith. You're willing to, to say why it's important to, to go to Mass, receive the sacraments. It's, it's how we experience Christ. We, we, we encounter Him and experience the mercy and grace that He gives us. But, but just by trying to explain that, they'll say, wow, okay, Barb really believes this. this there must be something mm -hmm. to that. Um, and so not you know, every day, not every, you know, it's a week, and it depends, you know, with the grandkids or your relationship again, but uh, to, to bring it up maybe, uh, you know, a few times a year again, 
um, with that. But it's it's more of just your life, your your willingness to witness it, even when it's difficult, when you're on vacation going to mass, things like that. Those those little expressions, praying in the restaurant. Um, I think those are the keys. And Barb, coming from the other side, from personally mm-hmm. one who has fallen away from that faith and away from the walk and away from the church, um, just to have somebody to listen to where I'm at, um, to understand where I'm at in my, my, my journey in life, and just that open ear to, uh, to be a friend. Um, that, that to me has brought me back and so close back to you know where I should be. Um, you know, it's just it's just it's it, it, it's kind of a relationship building. At least that's my my personal uh, opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thanks again so much for the question, okay. uh, Barb from Bismarck. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, that's, that's yeah, helpful. And, absolutely. But thank you, but thank you for your faith and witness. That's that's beautiful. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your call. Again, our number, 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk here this morning, live from Tower, Minnesota. Father Nick Nelson and I am your host, Mark Cheney, here coming to you on the radio this morning. Lots of uh, great questions, at least a couple of them this morning, as uh, as we do a radio show here, Father. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a few minutes left here, and uh, the lines are open, so please uh, do call in. Uh, love taking these calls and uh, see if you can even stump me if you'd like. But I, I put on Facebook yesterday that I'd be on here and I asked for easy questions. So, <laughs> but right. we'll take any kind of questions. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, you did you hear the 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 one about the two hikers that found a message in a bottle and they helped rescue a stranded family and now they, the family wants to thank them. I believe it was California, something like that, uh, recently. No, not not necessarily. Um, you know, I didn't look into that. There that. was a it was a couple of California hikers, okay. I believe. Um, it was what's been on social media, and uh, kind of an interesting story about two two hikers found a message in a bottle. They wound up helping uh, in rescuing a stranded family, and uh, that family now wants to thank them. I guess if that happened to us in our, our world and our walks, what message in a bottle? have you found you know lately for those that have reached out kind of like uh, our last caller you know trying to help out a friend yeah. and lead it back into that path of, of where where they might they, they should be and uh you know it's important that we we look at life and the world and what's coming to us with uh the lens of faith to to see that you know the the lord puts things into our life to to speak to us in certain ways and uh, he he does encounter us in the, the ordinary. Um, God became man. Um, he entered into our world. And so things that we experience in the world, a lot of times that's how he, he speaks to us. And we, we need these little, uh, in a sense, shots in the arms, pick-me-ups every so often. And so whether it's a beautiful sunrise or sunset, um, a beautiful flower, you know, um, something that providentially happens in your life, uh, to see that that's God loving you. That is, that is how God shows um, that he's, he's with us. Oftentimes when someone will come to the church and um, who's in a bad place or you know could, could use some money, a gas card or some groceries, I take them to the grocery store or 
fill up their gas tank and I always make that connect, connection. I always, always say, I want you to see through this. This is God loving you. This is God with you. Um, and, and so that they, they see that God loves them and they make that connection. And that's so important for us um, to, to help others then. So not only for us to, to see messages that we've received, but also um, how we have uh, help others to, to see God, send them messages in that way. All I right. think that's, that's so important. And I believe we have another guest. Oh, Janelle doesn't want to. Janelle, did you have a question? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Janelle's coming up with a question, but uh, she wasn't ready. She put the headset on like she was going to ask me a question, but uh, she says she's not ready. Our number is 877-795-0122. This is our Straight Talk segment. Father, can you elaborate a little bit about what's coming up on Thursday evening, September 19th? Yeah, so this Thursday here at St. Martin's Catholic Church and Tower, um, we're going to have a exposition and presentation on Eucharistic miracles. Um, there's, there's a man who's an expert in this, and he'll be giving uh, a, a talk. Um, the whole dis- display was created by a young man who cataloged miraculous events before he died. Uh, so this presentation will start at 6.30 p.m. and go until 8.30. Um, so we encourage you all to come. I think, again, it's, it's so important that we, we realize and truly believe that what we believe is, is true. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please, don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again Monday during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Okay, Janelle is with us. Um, Janelle, you've got a question? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your question. Thank you, Janelle. Well, I, I, I would just like you to expound a little bit on the importance of the sacrament of the anointing, okay? I had a friend some time ago who had rheumatoid arthritis, and she had numerous surgeries, right, to, re- yeah. to replace all these joints. And she was going in for another surgery, and I said to her, are you going to have the invention of the sick? And she said, oh, yes, I will. She said, because there was one surgery, I did not have the anointing of the sick, and it did not turn out very well. Could you please expound on the importance of that? Yeah, so the sacrament of the anointing of the sick is one of the seven sacraments that the Lord gave us, instituted, and it's a beautiful sacrament. And um, we always believe there's uh, spiritual healing and spiritual strength giving, and if God wills it, also physical healings, physical strength. The, the oil that, that Christ uh, uses for this, natural oil, if you think about it, they use it for healing and for strength. You know, the Good Samaritan, he went across the road and put oil and wine on the guy who was, who was dying. Gladiators, uh, wrestlers would put on oil before they wrestled, okay? So it's a sign of strength, not only healing, but of strength as well. And so Jesus takes this natural uh, material, oil, and raises it to a supernatural level and makes, gives us supernatural strength, supernatural healing through that. And uh, so we don't believe, you know, it's, it's, it's magic, superstitious. No, but if it always gives us spiritual healing, spiritual strength, spiritual uh, healing to, to have hope in Christ and that he's with us and be able to better unite our, our suffering, our pain uh, with Christ. And... And if God wishes, you know, also physical healing and uh, physical um, strengthening. So thank you for your question, Janelle. I appreciate that. All right. And this is our Straight Talk segment. We do have a caller on the line. 
and Carol. And we say good morning to Carol. Carol, thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk this morning. What's your question? How important it is to follow and to, hi, Father Nick, uh, to read and understand and follow the lives of the saints, not only as examples, but strength and hope in our own lives when we find out that ordinary people can become saints. That's exactly right. Carol from Stillwater, it's it's very important. Um, I think St. Ignatius is a great example of that, is when he was holed up after his injury, he read stories of the knights and, uh, you know, knights winning the princess, winning battles, and he was had this great desire to do that. But then he read the lives of Christ and the lives of saints like uh, St. Francis uh, before him. And in reading that, he, he truly had the desire to do what they did as well. And so we need to um, not immerse ourselves in, you know, reality TV or, um, you know, these sitcoms and stuff or, or not even just... Um, you know, good good sports things and even natural uh, um, excellence, but supernatural excellence uh, to be truly virtuous, to be uh, grow in faith, hope, and charity, to be saints. And we need that. We need to be inspired by others to do that. Um, if the drumbeat in the world is telling us, okay, money, wealth, um, pleasure, honor is important. We need the saints to, to say, no, look to heaven. Think about the things that are above. That's what's important. And uh, well, that as well inspires of, us. Yeah. Even some of the obscure saints that we don't know a lot about, but you, in reading, can find them. Um, they give us hope that they've fallen down and have done small things and have become saints as a result. Yep, and that that's one of the, the biggest... Um, I think errors or lies that we may say is, oh, I can't become a saint. And I think to say I can't become a saint, actually one says, okay, I don't love God enough, or I don't believe that God can make me a saint. He doesn't have the grace to do it. And both of those are false. And uh, we, we are called to be saints. We're all called to be great because God's given us the grace. And all we have to do is, uh, is, is say yes. And there's so many saints. I, I was so pleased that... Um, uh, Zelie and uh, um, Martin and her husband, I'm forgetting his name right now. Louis. Louis, Louis Martin, yeah. We're just made saints. You know, a husband and a, and a wife, a mother and a father. I mean, everyone's Together, called to be yeah. a saint. Yeah. So, thank you, Carol. Thank you, Father. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. God bless. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller on the line. Joseph, Joseph from Bismarck uh, has a co- question for us, Father. It looks like what's the simplest way to talk to or talk about the relationship between faith and reason? Good morning, yes, Joseph. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Joseph. So yeah. what? put that question in. Yeah, what did you want to ask? Sure. I'm just wondering, in your, in your experience, what's been the best and easiest, simplest way to, to talk about the relationship between faith and reason? Beautiful. Um, the biggest, easiest way, I think, is realize that there's only truly one truth, one God, okay? And faith and reason both come from that source. So think of it like a river. So you have, you know, the source of the river maybe at the mountain, and uh, the river flows from that, and then it maybe goes in two directions. Uh, they both have the same source. Therefore, they can never contradict each other. Okay, faith and reason never contradict. We, faith is, we can say, super 
natural, okay, above reason, but it never contradicts. And and we, we need we need in a sense both of them. We need reason, first of all, by reason we can know that there is objective truth. We can know that there is a God, okay? Just by using our, our reason. And then we, we look at, okay, we can look at history and we can see that uh, there's a man, Jesus, and wow, by golly, he actually rose from the dead. And this proves that Jesus is real. So we can look at that just even in a, in a rational way. And then what he revealed to us, that's the faith part, is we trust what Jesus revealed to us. Why? Because he's God, because he cannot deceive nor be deceived. And so the faith and reason go together, and faith um, is like a light, okay? It helps our reason. Our catechism even says it helps us to know things that we would only get to know with much difficulty if we could just use reason, but also then reveals things to us that are above reason, thing we, things we could never know. Like we could never reason just by our intellect that God is a trinity. That had to be revealed, and uh, things such as that. Um, so faith and reason go together. Faith is above reason but never contradictory. But reason is so important because we have to have that basis. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the priesthood and the formation of priests. Priests always uh, get a philosophy degree first. They have to build that mm-hmm. philosophical foundation, and then they learn the theology uh, on top of that. But, uh, in fact, I think it was a, uh, a anniversary just a a rene- anniversary just a day or so ago of um, Pope Benedict's uh, speech at Regensburg where he talked about how reason and faith need to go together and if we can look at some of these other things, religions, philosophies they don't accord with reason um, then we, we can't trust them as true. So thank you Joseph, I appreciate it. Beautiful, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Another great great uh, question there on Straight Talk this morning. Yeah, wonderful. Very, very interesting calls. So um, This is uh, our Straight Talk segment of our program, our program today coming from uh, the studios in Tower, Minnesota. It's been uh, Father Nick Nelson along with yours truly here, Mark Cheney, your host. And uh, thank you for all those who called in. Remember, a reminder that this segment is heard 9.30 Central Time, Monday through Friday. You're listening to the Best of Real Presence Live.